0: hello and welcome back to the shore store for this week's episode i have a very special guest one of my favorite people ever he's one half of the all right mary podcast and one half of the best supporting podcast colin drucker hi
1: oh my goodness hello justine
0: thank you so much for doing this with me um i'm so excited it's been a while
1: I know. I was thinking about this. I love—we've I, probably done this, I guess, like three or four times now, and each time it's been a different season and a different era of Jersey Shore. And, and this season I've never seen any of. And so, like, especially in comparison to being very well-versed in season one and, and you know, season three, I would say— I, I love seeing where they've arrived by season five.
0: Wow, you've never seen this. Okay, so this is very dark almost because they had just filmed Italy. and So they were in Italy for like three months. I think they got like two days off without filming and they just had to go straight to the Jersey Shore house and keep filming for the rest of the summer. So you can see it in the cast. They're all like burnt out. They're just trying to keep it going it's it's kind of rough to watch
1: that was uh, that that is very validating because that's exactly what I was feeling watching it was like man they are burnt out and and then I was like and there's another season after Mm -hmm. this I was like they are so tired they do not want to keep drinking I mean the scenes of them getting ready they're all just dead behind (laughs) me
0: they're (laughs) like okay Let's just time to do another line. Time to take another shot. Right. Like whatever it takes at this point.
1: Yeah, I think Dean is the only one that just like takes a liquor and keeps on kicking. But the rest of them are just burning the candle at both ends. And it is kind of fascinating, but it does feel very yeah.
0: Dark. Ron and Sam don't even fight this season because I think they just don't have any energy left to do so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that actually brings up my number one question is like, why does Sammy sweetheart have like 37 seconds of screen time this episode? The first, I watched the episode twice, and the first time I was like, oh, she must have gone home to Hazlitt. But then I was like, oh no, there she is on the couch. What's going on with Sammy?
0: First of all, I love that you know that she's from Hazlitt.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's so funny. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. I clocked that too. I was like, her and Ronnie are just like gone for more than half the episode. But I've doing this rewatch for the podcast, I've noticed that about each one of the cast members at one point or another, there's certain episodes where like they're just not just one person is just gone. So I'm wondering if they right. gave them like a day or two off from filming to just like go do their own thing or whatever.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense, and and is a because I was thinking, oh man, what did she do? Are they editing her out? But like, especially if they had to film this right after Italy, it makes a lot of sense. That it's like, hey, I'm gonna take this weekend off and just like sleep in the smush room. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Like two episodes ago, Vinny decided to go home because he's like, I have so much Mm -hmm. anxiety. You know, I need my mommy, and uh, he goes home, and then the cast like goes to his house in staten island brings him back to the shore and they're all so happy but he looks fucking miserable like i think vinny really regrets doing the show
1: yeah yeah and he was boy this episode i i feel like we saw a very dark side of vinny i saw i felt like he was a real like predator at aztec (laughs) it was dark
0: jesus christ okay rewatching this, I did not realize back in the day how badly they treated the girls. I was always kind of like, eh, the girls know what they're getting themselves into, like going back to the house with them. And I still do think that's true to an extent, but just the things that he says in his like talking heads and stuff like that. Imagine you were one of the girls and you watched the episode back and you were like, eh, she's my second option. But this girl doesn't realize mm-hmm. that she's the second option. She's like walking back to the house with Dina, thinking that she's getting along with everybody. It's just horrible what they say and how they treat these girls. It's crazy.
1: That's a good point. Is I, I had the same feeling of like, okay, well, by season five, Everybody knows what this is. you know, you can see the scenes you know, at one point of all the people watching you know, Dina and Snooky dancing like this has become a spectacle and everyone knows what they've signed up for. But you know you're totally right this that one girl at the bar it's like she may have just thought, oh cool, I'm gonna be she may have been down to be like a, a featured you know, a featured player for a night, but she doesn't know that her edit is that she's the like, plan B if the lesbian doesn't convert which oh my god God. I mean that was just I was just like at one point I think and I I know this is jumping way ahead but it just needs to be named up front that like the number of like terrible things that Vinny said in the sentence getting a a lesbian back on the straight team is like being Christopher Columbus none of those things are good (laughs)
0: I mean, such an early 2000s thing for a guy to be like, I'm going to convert her to straight, you know? Like, right. I mean, I would hope no one right. is stupid enough to say anything like that today.
1: I mean, it's it's it was just, it was so, like, sometimes these guys say things, like, Paul, you'll say things, and there's a wink, and you know that he's kind of playing a character. But I feel like, I've always felt this about Vinny, that, like, No, I think on the outside, you see this like maybe kind of dewy-faced mama's boy, but he's the most toxic out of all of them, even more than Mike. Yep. Uh, I stand by it. Yep,
0: I do too, for sure. I think... There's I don't know I just think that Vinny has such a toxic mom uh, relationship with his mom um, like in for the first season of family vacation Vinny comes into the house with a girlfriend and you know he's still at the club flirting with other girls and getting their number and stuff but then he'll go back and he'll call his girlfriend drunk and he'll be like listen I got the waitress's number but like I didn't cheat on you whatever and they'll get into a fight and then he'll call his mom and his mom will be like you don't need a girlfriend Vinny. You're not married to her. You don't need to tell her anything. It's fine. You can do what you want. You're not married, so you can have sex with whoever you want. Like, it's just very, I don't know. I can't see Vinny ever having a real relationship as long as his mom is involved as she is.
1: Yeah, right. And, like, basically has always been a voice in his ear that he's comfortable listening to. Um, I will amend because I'm seeing the poster on your wall. I understand that Ronnie has, you know, the domestic abuse <laughs> card. So he's maybe a little more toxic. But I feel like in terms of this kind of workaday world of like sleazeballs, sleaze bags at bars, Vinny is, is the worst, you know?
0: yeah, I think that they're too, R- Ronnie and Vinny are too like completely different. Ronnie is like a serial monogamous that like, You know, he's Mm -hmm. he's weird Mm -hmm. and abusive in his own way. But Vinny is just like, you know, all women are, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting that that's an interesting nuance that Ronnie is fiercely monogamous and Vinny just hates all women.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Ronnie's abusive. Let it be said. But yeah, that that deep down, that's the big difference is like, but, you know, Ronnie can love a woman uh in his own fucked up way but vinny just hates
0: and you know this sounds horrible but at least ronnie can admit that he's a piece of shit and like you know at least he has his like cocaine Mm come downs and he cries and he's like i'm a dick like at least he knows but vinny is like pure no i'm perfect everybody you know i love and respect women because i'm a mama's boy and it's like no that doesn't mean that you love and respect women
1: right right and you're deceiving people there's something about like well you can kind of see you see ronnie doing that kind of like judo dancing at aztec you're like okay i know what i'm dealing with Vinny, it's like it's all like deception like you don't know until it's too late yeah that he's just poison
0: do you know a lot of uh guys like Vinny being from jersey and you know lots of italian families Mm. and stuff
1: I feel like there were a lot of I mean, I don't keep in touch with anyone, but I I I went to an all guys Catholic high school. And so I can see how Vinny is a later stage version of a lot of guys I went to high school with. And like the that energy is it is it is it is very familiar. And maybe I am kinda of also like syncing it up with like, you know, assholes that I like bullied me in high school, but like I'm very like I'm immediately turned off by, like, just the hint of that energy. There's, like, a there's like a sinister smile that I can read. as like, oh, you're one of those tri-state area assholes I got to stay away from, you know? I can see it in their eyes. And so, um, but, you know, part of that's just, like, you know, dealing with them since I was, like, 14,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, okay, we have a lot to talk about with the episode, but before we do... I just wanted to ask if there's any, like, movies or shows or new podcasts you're listening to or, like, any recommendations that you want to throw out there for my listeners and myself. Oh,
1: (laughs) yes. Okay. So I will—I've got a movie recommendation, I've got a TV show recommendation, and I've got a podcast recommendation. I've got all three. Um, So you and I have talked about this, but I went to go see the movie Fall— recently. Mm. And uh for anyone who doesn't know is a movie about these two girls who um you know are were avid mountain climbers and then tragedy strikes and a year later they decide to you know recapture the the excitement of of you know daredevil climbing or whatever they're doing for social media of course and they climb like a 2000 foot radio tower in the middle of a desert and then something goes wrong and the ladder falls off and they're stranded at the very top of this tower and i am deathly afraid of heights and i don't know why i didn't think that was going to be an issue but <clears throat> i'm not saying this is the most brilliant movie ever made and that you certain there are there are some plot decisions and twists that you're like all right i'm just going to go with it for the sake of the the experience but like my palms were soaked the entire movie. I was, I like looked away at one point cause I just didn't want to watch it anymore because it was too scary. And I feel like even with some of like the plot contriving, I was going to try to say a word. I don't know how to say how contrived the plot got to be sometimes. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, maybe some cheesy, like obvious moments uh, and obvious sort of like plot twists. It's been so long since I've been that affected by like, a movie like so kind of like had such an adrenaline rush for a movie like that that I have to at least throw some respect at fall so yeah it's terrifying um
0: okay so I remember watching the trailer for this movie a few weeks ago and I'm so surprised that it's in like theaters everywhere because it seems very much like a random like a select theater movie or a straight Mm -hmm. to streaming type of movie to me um but it the feeling that you're describing it have you ever seen the movie Nerve with Emma Roberts and Dave Franco
1: no I have not seen that do you know what it is no I don't even know this movie
0: it came out in like I don't know I want to say 2015 2016 but it's uh it's about this app where people can do dares and then they get money or whatever for their dares. And they, you know, they mm-hmm. hang off apartment buildings and they do this like crazy shit. But that movie made my palms sweat. So, yeah.
1: Yes, I, I'm remembering seeing the trailer for that. And so I feel like it's it's basically like one of those dares. But for 90 minutes, it's yeah, it it is. It is insane, and I, I think there was, to your point, I think there was kind of a benefit of seeing in the theater because it is kind of just the big, you know, expansive experience. But like, I think I would feel just as terrified at home. But yeah, it was, it was great. So fall, um, you know, fall, go see fall. I shows a show i would recommend on hulu is the bear
0: i've heard great things about this not only from you but from you know other podcasts i listen to and stuff will bring it up and yeah i heard it's a fantastic show is it a comedy what is it exactly
1: it's it's definitely more of, like, a drama with, like, some, like, black comedy. Mm-hmm. But it's – you – I I think you would love it. It does have a – if you like Euphoria, you will love the bear, even though they're very different. There's a similar, like, intensity. There's a si- similar, similar like uh, – it feels more like a movie than a TV show at points. Um, but it's all about this guy who's, like, an award-winning chef in New York and his brother in Chicago who runs this, like – Uh, Chicago beef sandwich shop that's been around forever and it's like a little greasy spoon. Uh, His brother commits suicide and, you know, leaves the shop to his brother in New York. Uh, Carmine, who then comes back to Chicago to run the place with the same staff, which has its own kind of idiosyncrasies. And then there's also this other new sous chef, Sydney, who kind of comes from a you know similar training background as Carmen and she joins the the kitchen and so it's kind of about them trying to run this kitchen and and the complications in terms of money and issues that the uh, dead brother left behind and issues that Carmen's dealing with and it's like it, it I I got so sucked into it like immediately and it is very stressful in its own way I like I would never want to work in a kitchen. I think all of the, like, chefs yelling at each other in a kitchen thing is, like, way too intense for me. Yeah, same. But for some reason, like, I couldn't get enough of it. Like, the way that it's done is so good. And, like, it does have kind of, like, a you know, peaks and valleys. It has its calm moments as well. But uh, one of the episodes is basically a single 18-minute take on, like, an insane day at the restaurant. And that was phenomenal. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh cannot recommend it enough. One of the best shows I've seen this year. Okay,
0: well, the the show that I'm watching right now, actually, the series finale is going to be on Sunday. So, after that, I'm, like, needing a new show to get into. So, 100% percent yeah, will start yeah. the bear because, I don't know. I feel like I like everything that you like anyways. So, if you're well, that into it, taste. then... <laughs> whatever
1: <laughs> yeah no i i really did feel like oh no you would like this this feels like right up your alley so um and then the podcast i would recommend is one that you're already uh aware of but i feel like it's worth uh queening out about a little bit here but the housewives archives is so good Wait, do you no know this one? Did I, no you oh i thought you didn't maybe nick texted about it sorry i thought you te- you mentioned it oh you would love I them. thought you were so going to say
0: gay lords of darkness. <laughs> That's what oh, I was waiting well, for. <laughs> God, bless,
1: God bless them as well. Uh, they should always get a yeah, mention. But the Housewives archives is, uh, it's these two, you know, these two Brits, this, this guy, and this girl, I think he's in New York, he's an actor in New York and she, maybe they're both actors, but I think she's maybe in the UK and he's in New York. And, their, their first season was really just them doing deep dives on things like the Jill and Bethany relationship, the evolution of Luanne de Lesseps, Kelly Killer and Benzman's <sighs> book. Uh, then they do a whole season where they're just talking each episode about a different season of New Jersey. Oh my God. And they God. just do these deep dives and these like, it, and they're really funny and they're really clever and they do great impressions. They have a two part Kim Richards episode <gasps> and they do a great Kim Richards impression. Um, like, I will, I cannot stop hearing them say you stubborn old man, which I think is my new favorite Kim Richards quote, but it's, they talk, I mean, it is so good. And they're, they talk about Erica Jane um, and that whole situation. So it's really like, it's less of like recaps and more of just like kind of discussing the theme. So one episode is all about um, drinking on Roni and all of the different like drunken moments on. Oh Roni. my gosh. And so, Yeah, it's phenomenal. And so I want more people to, like, listen to this podcast, especially if you're a Housewives fan and you like a sort of, like, deeper dive and you really want to dig in. Like, Watch What Crappens is amazing, but this is so – like, it's still funny, but it's more kind of like a – You know like a graduate studies discussion of of you know a real housewives episode or a franchise versus like uh you know improv performance of a housewives episode yeah
0: that's awesome I just followed them because that sounds incredible to me I feel like there's so many recap podcasts you know there's only so many different ones you can listen to and stuff before you need something like this so I love right, that, and I can't right. wait to listen to the Luann episode because she has the craziest journey on Housewives ever.
1: Justine, it's a three-part oh series; it's three episodes. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Like, <laughs> I yeah, and I haven't even listened to them yet, but I uh, to the Luann one yet. But yeah, I was like, they have a three-part series on the Luann journey, and I think that is, as the kids say these days, chef's kiss. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I've been having a. Lo- I was. I, I was. I think it was on Drag Race recently because we're covering like three different seasons of Drag Race right now. in all right, Mary, and on two different seasons on this on on an episode on the same week, a queen said something about like oh chef's kiss, and I was like oh my god, I love how chef's kiss became a thing. I know. Also, like, <laughs> what what is the chef doing? That, what have we have we questioned the chef's kiss? Like, what's the deal with the chef's kiss? Why is he kissing? I don't know why he is, but you know what I mean? It's such a dumb expression. It is,
0: but, you know, guilty of using it from time to time, oh, for sure.
1: Constantly. <laughs> I just love the, like, I love that we've made that a thing. And it's such a, no one's, like, talking about, like, isn't it weird that chefs do a kiss when they like something?
0: <laughs> it's um, it's funny that they did, that you brought up Kim Richards, because actually the other day David and I did Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season four, episode one, because it's a Vanderpump Rules crossover. And I wanted oh, to wow. do some Vanderpump Rules stuff, um, so we did that. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of kept watching uh, like the rest of the season as I went. And that episode where totally forgot that this happened, Lisa Vanderpump pretends to faint while she's doing the Dancing with the Stars, and Kim Richards yes. is so funny describing it in her talking head. She's like, "You're not that oh, good of an yeah. actress, sorry." <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that season, that's like the that's like the lost season of of, of Beverly Hills with like um Carlton. Yeah, I didn't and... even
0: know who they were when they showed them in the the title card. I was like, who are these women?
1: Yeah, Joyce and Carlton, and Carlton's a witch, and like oh, I haven't watched the whole season of season four, but that is like, it is. It's the weird season of of Beverly Hills with the two one offs. Ugh, I. Um, I'm glad you're giving it some air time.
0: Yeah. I feel like every single Housewives franchise has at least one season where there's like forgotten Housewives where they just were one and done and nobody ever talks about them. And yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess like Roni, it's like either season four with Cindy or season eight with Jules. Mm.
0: That's hard though, because... I would say season four with Cindy because I feel like Jules yeah. kind of like left her mark a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and that season had had Bethany. And so I feel like, you know, uh, season eight was a season that I had kind of like skipped for a while. And then when I went back and watched it, I was like, oh, season eight's fun. I don't know why I've been sleeping on this one. Oh,
0: I just remember Jules finding out that her dad was like. About to take his last breath, like sitting outside smoking a cigarette and Luann comes out like, can Mm -hmm. you believe they called me a whore, darling?
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right? Yeah, Jules is like, yeah, so, you know, my dad, they're going to take him off life support soon. I know, but can you believe it? A whore. (laughs) It's like uh, Luann at a perfect perfect era because that's also then the Tom season.
0: Oh, my God. Yes.
1: That's how could you do this to me? Oh, my God.
0: Please don't let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. (laughs) <laughs> <It's about> Tom. <laughs>
1: I'm going to be sick. I have a headache.
0: I need to start drinking alcohol. Hand me that bottle right now. <laughs> Hand me that bottle.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I love it.
0: Or when Dorinda gives her speech on the engagement party and Carol's just like, Dorinda's had too much to drink.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that speech. Oh, my God. I mean, it's like, which time did Dorinda give a speech when she was drunk? Exactly. You, know?
0: you could be the biggest heroin
1: addict. Wow. <laughs> that one. You, you, could, you, you could be the, the biggest heroin addict. And I would still <laughs> welcome you, you into my house to go, what are you doing? I mean, the thing is, like, at that moment in particular, I'm like, oh, I know exactly that drunken headspace Dorinda is yep. in. It's that, like... It's like when you're so drunk you become Mother Teresa. You're like, I just I just need to be compassionate. And you're because you're just so drunk. And like and and what I would do, it's like you wouldn't do any of that. You wouldn't do any of that, Jorinda. You just wanna feel like the person who would do that.
0: Oh my god. Jorinda is the perfect like housewife because she's so fucking delusional. Like the whole world sees her completely differently than how she sees herself and she has no idea.
1: I mean, uh, honestly, the season two of Ultimate Girls Trip was, like, the takedown of Dorinda Medley. It was truly, like, the rise. Like, in the first or even second episode, she is such main character syndrome. She's narrating. She's showing us the, like, you know, the the lineup and how everybody's connected as if she is going to be running the season. And then, like— just exposed herself by by the time she suggested you know brandy what if your son was dead oh my god <laughs> I mean...
0: <laughs> honestly i thought brandy was gonna go a little bit crazier than she did i was kind of like proud of her she's grown up a little but i laughed when uh when Fager mm. was like she can be your mother no she's only five years older than me Oh, okay.
1: Oh, that was so (laughs) funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that was, I was very surprised how much like Brandy went to like muted anger in that scene. It was, it was a side of Brandy I haven't seen. So that was entertaining.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I know I'm a broken record, but I just have to say, Vanderpump rules. You have to get on the Vanderpump rules.
1: I know. I, you know, I, I, I watched the first episode and I don't know why I didn't keep watching, but I, I feel like I, I needed, like, it's, like, it's all the podcast watching now. It's three seasons of Drag Race. It's, right now, in Best Supporting Podcast, we're doing Grey's Anatomy and Smash. And so I'm, like, okay, I have, like, five shows going at once. And then, like, trying to watch things that I want to watch for fun. So, um... When I get the urge to just go rewatch old seasons of Beverly Hills, I will channel that into episode two of Andrew Pump Rules.
0: Honestly, you probably can just skip the first season because see, like, okay. the first season does have some crazy episodes and moments, but the second season is really where it's like, holy shit and it's edited just like housewives how like if there's something that happened in a flashback they'll like show you so you kind of get the gist of what's going on but uh some of the drama is just so crazy and like you know for anybody that's ever worked at a bar or a restaurant or any type like that's how it's really like like the staff really all does sleep with each other everybody's like the Mm -hmm. drama and everything it's very yeah it's just crazy because it's like they're all that each other has when you work at you know uh, somewhere like a bar like in the nighttime and stuff like that when most people have their time free and that's the time you're working uh so it's it's crazy
1: uh okay well maybe i'll do that i'll jump to season two and because i can always go back and fill in the gaps that's how i've done most of the seasons of housewives that's how i did drag race from the beginning so I'll, I'll just jump to season two and, you know, they'll let me know what I missed.
0: I even watched the entire COVID season. Like, that's how much I'm into it. I'm officially all caught wow. up and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life now? You know, I just feel like lost. Right. Like you after you finished yeah. Rony.
1: It, it, it really <laughs> is. You are, you are placed at the top of a cliff and it's like, well, now what the hell do I do? And I mean, the answer was then Beverly Hills, but... Uh, and I know that we've, you know, we haven't talked about Jersey Shore at all. But I just have to ask because I did stall out for some reason on Potomac. But are you caught up on Potomac as well? Because I feel like that's the undiscovered seas series.
0: No, i I've watched like the first season of Potomac, and that's it. I've never gone back to it. It's. I mean,
1: everybody says, and I, I think I'm up to like the middle of season three. And the reality is, I'm probably right at the cusp of where things are going to get really juicy. But like, it is a really good variation of Housewives. Like, they – again, as the kids say, like, Potomac understood the assignment. And it is the perfect mix of, like, Beverly Hills bullshit, but, like, with New York speeds of re- resolution. Like, they don't they don't sit on shit for too long. They move on. And, like, it's – you know, once it gets going, it's like – there's plot lines like Ashley Darby and her gross old husband and, like – you know, obviously Karen Huger is, is fascinating. Giselle, it's I don't know. I if you're coming up in the point of like, what do I watch next? I would continue with Potomac and see what you think of that.
0: Okay, well, I. Probably will binge Potomac because since a couple of the Potomac girls are going to be on the next Ultimate Girls trip, mm-hmm. along with my favorite girl, Portia from Atlanta, who got added last minute. Um, so yeah, and who's the dude I'm blanking on his name from Fire Island? Uh, Joel,
1: uh, Joel, the dude from Fire yeah, Island, yeah,
0: what's his name? Uh, the movie Fire Island. I don't know. He was on. Um... Oh, oh, yes, Booster. Yes. Sorry, I was like
1: Fire Island. Uh... No, no I'm, I'm bringing it back. Reality <laughs> bringing it back. show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah, he was
0: on Watch What Happens Live. And I didn't know that he's a huge Housewives fan. And Andy Cohen asked him who he thought the worst husband was of all the Housewives franchises. And he said Ashley Darby's husband.
1: Yeah, he really is. He's he's so gross. And, um, oh, I honestly, especially because you are pretty well-versed in Real Housewives. Otherwise, I feel like you'd have a keen eye of, like, what Potomac is doing well mm-hmm. compared to, like, you know, Beverly Hills will have the, you know— uh, Lucy, juicy apple, boosy, whatever. You know the, the the dog drama for a whole season, or Panty Gate for a whole season. They'll just like drag shit out. And even this season of Beverly Hills is such a shit show. And like Potomac just is not. It's just it blows Beverly Hills out of the water in terms of like, you know, in comparison. I mean, I think Roni's still the tightest, but like, you know, Potomac deserves some love.
0: Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel about Atlanta, too, because, like, Atlanta, they were just in Jamaica, and, you know, the two girls were just fighting the whole trip, like, saying the meanest things together, but then they made up at the airport on the way home because the one girl got the mm-hmm. KFC from Jamaica, and they say that KFC in Jamaica is, like, the best food ever, so they uh-huh. so she's like, you know, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll squash the beef if I could have some of your chicken,
1: yeah, for chicken. Yeah. By the way, I did watch that episode of season six of Atlanta with the with the Oh my
0: god, talk. the pillow talk where Nini is so high on coke, just storming around oh, the whole time.
1: Yes, I mean the fighting, and I that was some good fighting. I was like, Oh, Atlanta, this is good. Like Candy went. Crazy. Oh my God! And uh, Phaedra's
0: husband beat the shit out of uh, Kenya's friend. Oh, oh, he went nuts! Yes. It's like, why are you even getting in on this, Apollo? Get out!
1: Right? Oh, that was insane. And and I love that Phaedra doesn't like lo- doesn't like break a sweat. Like she is so calm through it all. She never like raises her voice. She's always just like, okay, well we're gonna leave now. Yeah, we're gonna go. You're done. We're gonna go now. Like I just couldn't believe. Like Phaedra, does she ever lose her cool?
0: Uh, the season six reunion.
1: Is that the one where they call out the whole, like the thing with Candy and the allegations? Or oh, no, no, or no.
0: That's when she tells Kenya, like, you're not going to know if your baby daddy is going to be a murderer or a child molester because he did need $10 to get himself a medium-sized pizza so he ejaculated in a cup so you could have a baby. check gotcha. that <laughs>
1: Yeah, all you know is that he needed ten dollars for a medium pizza and a coke. So we, had- oh my god, I saw that clip. She is incredible. Like I, that the artistry of that read. Oh. Ugh.
0: See, when Phaedra comes in, she comes in season three and. I just knew that she was going to be my all-time favorites because the first thing that happened was she's pregnant and everybody's like, when's your due date? And she lied about her due date saying that the baby is already fully developed so the doctor is going to go in there and induce her like five months early oh my because God. she didn't want anyone to know that she was pregnant before she got married.
1: <laughs> I mean, and then she had that baby shower with the dancers because mm. she's a patron of the arts. I mean... Uh, Because I I, I, watching Girls Trip, I did catch up on some Phaedra clips just because like, well, I need a little more Phaedra, Mm -hmm. you know. And so it's I mean, one of these days I know that Atlanta is like such a good variation of Housewives. And I'll just one of these days I'll 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 get there.
0: And, you know, they set it on Gaylords of Darkness. Nene Leakes might be the greatest housewife of all time.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Because they, they did have that. Did you listen of to their, course, their second yeah. housewives? It was so good. <laughs> they made me re- I I actually watched the first episode of season four of Miami because of them. And I got to tell you, I fell in love with that one housewife they were talking about with the son with the brain trauma. And she's like super sweet with him. Mm. I don't remember what her name was, but I think she might be like a, a Republican. So, um, but yeah, I, I even watched a little bit of Miami because of the, of the Gaylords of Darkness. And I... Didn't hate it, but I'm not going to keep watching right, right. Now.
0: The only one I know from Miami is Larza because she was best friends with Kim Kardashian for years.
1: Oh, oh Larza yeah. Pippen. Yeah. This one was like, this one was, oh, Larza Pippen. Right. Um, no, I think this one they were talking about was like Alexia or something.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, I want to eventually watch all of it, but it's like, you know how it is.
1: Yeah, it's, it, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's like, it's a strange investment. It you know? is. It's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be in this world and care about this bullshit for a few weeks.
0: Exactly. And yeah, every city's so different. And like you said, with Beverly Hills, like I just stopped watching. I'm gonna watch the reunion, but I just, I don't get excited to wake up every morning and press play on it. I just listen to Jody and Amanda's recaps. I listen to Crappin sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's about it
1: it's honestly it's been so many fucking false starts and like this episode this week coming out as the aspen episode and of course it's like oh and i think Crappens is talking about this it's the most anticipated episode we're probably all going to be disappointed mm-hmm. but this is you know I, and i'm of course i mean i watch it every day every morning religiously with the bagel at 7 a.m <laughs> but it is indeed by the and i get invested for the, like the you know 42 minutes or whatever on amazon prime and then as soon as it's over i'm like that was so stupid why did i watch that <laughs> uh, this show is so stupid but i'm like so invested i'm like oh i would be a good friend to garcelle <laughs> <laughs> that's how i literally felt
0: watching the Kardashians every week i would get so excited to watch it and then after it was finished i was like what did i just watch but excited yeah, for next week
1: uh... Right, right, but still hooked. Exactly.
0: Um, We've been talking for so long and haven't even got into this episode, so let's just scoot right through it (laughs) as much as we can. Let's do it, yeah. Let's do it. So we start the episode off with Mike saying that Snooky is the real troublemaker. Um, The previous episode, Mike was just high as a kite asking all of the guys if they were mad at him over and over again, and they were like, we're not mad at you, what are you talking about? So.
1: And so is this season, is Mike still very much, like, has a substance abuse problem in a dark place, Mm -hmm. not sober yet, all that? Yeah,
0: he's, like, back from Italy, has all of his connections in Jersey, like, Uh making up for what he missed out on while he was in Italy, if you will.
1: I see. Well, that would explain why so many nights he spends sleeping while they go out and, you know, him being, isolating himself, you know, like, okay, That, that adds context. Yeah
0: exactly so he calls the unit the unit are you aware who the unit is
1: i'm not i i i do not know the unit okay
0: so the unit is well at the time him and mike were really good friends they don't talk anymore but he speculated to be mike's drug dealer slash steroid dealer um he was in mike's workout dvd with him he has like the same Style of body and just like mm-hmm. that Guido physique. But the whole thing was that when they were in Italy, Mike told the house that there was a night when Snooki was with Gianni. It was when her and Gianni first got together. And Mike and the unit were double like on a, hanging out with Snooki and her friend Ryder. Ryder and the unit hooked up, and then Snooki was like, mm-hmm. "I'm horny, Mike. Let's hook up." So Mike is telling everyone that Snooki cheated on Gianni with him, and now he's calling the unit because he wants the unit to tell Gianni like this is what happened. I was there.
1: Ah, uh, okay. All right. I you know I similar to Housewives. I, I mean, even though they didn't give me any flashbacks, so I was like. I think I got the idea. I think there's, you know, some funny business happened among these people. Um, And I remember Ryder. She's such a like, she's like a friend of the Housewives Mm. on Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: exactly. She was the friend of. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Ryder, though. She literally, she hooked up with like everyone on the cast.
1: Yeah. I mean, where is she today? Do we have any updates on Ryder? Yeah.
0: So her and Snooki haven't talked in years. Um, she, she wow. has like 35,000 followers on Instagram or something. So she's not doing too bad, but, uh, she's just mm-hmm. like traveling and living her best life and she looks really good. So
1: good for her, you know, honestly, like, you know, I would say that's a success story with the series.
0: Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. Gianni, there was like this whole episode of Snooky and Jawa where they went out and Gianni. She got he got mad at her because she snooky 'cause because she got drunk and made out with everybody and she met made out with Ryder and he was like Ryder's disgusting you're a mom now you shouldn't even be hanging out with her and uh, she hasn't been seen since.
1: Wow. All right. Well, uh, maybe for the better, Ryder.
0: Yeah, a lot went down with them. You know, like I just remember season three when she was all mad that her and Vinny hooked up. And she was, like, mad at Vinny, but she wasn't mad at Ryder. It was, like, so weird.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I that's I, I feel like it's one of those friendships where, like, you can tell, like, oh, yeah, this is going to crash and burn at some point in their 20s. Exactly.
0: And, like, there was an episode where Dina, everyone said Dina was being a cock block because her friend was trying to hook up with Vinny. And she kept being like, no, you don't want to do this. And I feel like Snooky mm-hmm. almost should have been like that for Ryder, like. you you don't really want to do this you're on camera
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i mean it's interesting how like you know Ryder was like even you know she was like even in the first clip when we ever meet when we first ever meet snooki in season one i feel like it's her hanging out with Ryder, and i don't remember where Wait, i know i do know where she lives in it's like up it's like new york Mm -hmm. oh my god where's snooki from help me out here poughkeepsie i knew it was up there she's up in poughkeepsie and it's like her hanging out with Ryder. and so i feel like Ryder got looped into all of this at a time when there was no self-awareness of what they were like what exactly how exactly they, this was going to be portrayed or like what they were getting into you exactly
0: know? the golden age of reality tv before social media before anybody realized how they were being portrayed by the people who were watching the show
1: yeah. You know, it, it, there's there's some similarities in this episode to things we see in season one, including, you know, Paulie with the stalker and all that. And it made me nostalgic for like season one when like this was an un- this was its own thing and not, uh you know, kind of a, an in quotes thing. You know, by season five, they're doing season one in quotes. You exactly.
0: Know? Yeah. There, there's a few moments, too, that I was like, oh, season one. The season one of Jersey Shore is the best reality thing ever to happen to the world. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's such a like because we had covered it on All Right, Mary, I think in three parts. And it was such to me, it's like it's such a comfort season. Like, I just love that season. It just feels good. It just and if you know, it it feels like a week down the shore when I was a kid. Like it gives me the same nostalgia. It feels like the
0: beginning of summer it really does yeah
1: it it gets that feeling yeah
0: um so mike calls the unit units in miami he can't come down but then they have this whole conversation about mike's brother frank whose real name is maximo but he's always gone by frank and dina's sister hooking up and i don't know if you know this but uh mike's brother frank has since come out
1: I was gonna say, doesn't Mike have a gay this brother? This is the gay this brother, and this like brother. shocked me wow. because
0: you know Dina's sister's like, does he like me? This and that, and then we find out that he was in a nine-year relationship before. So I'm like,
1: with a with a woman. Or I mean, a man? they
0: don't confirm, but I'm assuming a woman.
1: Right, right. Wow, I that uh, that's all. I mean. Sorry, Joni.
0: <laughs> I'm like sorry to the girl that was with him for nine years because what? ouch.
1: Right, right. I know. Like Joni, maybe just be happy with like one date and then he ghosts. Trust me, this will work out in the end for you.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. Strange, strange uh, thing. But they they're laughing because they're saying this is so gross. They're like laughing because Dina's sister is a squirter
1: oh god and it's so like it it's just it's again it's like t- times when like my spidey sense goes off I'm like oh my god you are bad men you're like not good men the way that mike was like oh my god wait wait she's a squirter isn't she like there's this mocking tone about it where i was like man you hate women don't you you also hate women here's
0: the thing mike's like 31 years old at this point In this episode, it's not like he's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a 19 or a 20-year-old guy saying that. I would expect that of that, but not of a man in their early 30s.
1: Yeah, at this point, it's like either get over it or, you know, and and I think when Mike says in the talking head, well, like, I don't know. It's all a myth to me. I've never seen a woman squirt before. It's like, well, I think you're just kind of admitting you, like, don't know how to. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know anything about squirting, (laughs) but like. What you're basically saying is like, I don't know. I've never seen a woman have that much pleasure before in bed with me.
0: I know. It's just so disgusting. But then Mike gets mad when girls say he has a small dick. It's like.
1: Oh, and I mean, with the steroids, obviously, like even if he maybe didn't have one, you know, to start, he's got, you know, things have certainly shrunk down.
0: Oh, yeah. I think of the whole cast of Jersey Shore. Unfortunately, I do think Mike's would be the smallest.
1: Yeah, I think um, I feel like we may have talked about this before. I mean, my concern and what I hate is that Vinny probably might be the biggest. And that's also like contributing is he's also got like toxic big dick energy.
0: Yeah, like we need some positive big dick energy in the world like pete davidson yeah you can tell he's got a huge Uh, dick but everybody says he's like the best person to work with and he's so friendly to mm -hmm. everybody you know he's got his own other issues but he seems like a nice guy right
1: yeah like in terms of like character, he's, he's a nice guy but that is a good point we need to be in an era of positive big dick energy yes yeah so uh I don't know. I feel like John Hamm might be an asshole in real life, but his public persona is like positive big dick energy. Mm.
0: Yeah, I could see him being an asshole. I could see him being like, do you know who I am?
1: Yeah, I just think he might be actually mean. So I I can't actually credit him as true positive big dick energy. Uh (laughs) PB.
0: I always ask this. So what celebrity do you think, if any, could pull off the like, do you know who I am to get like a food made for them that wouldn't be on the menu or like get a head in line somewhere? Like which celebrity could pull that off?
1: Ooh, who could pull that off? That is a, I feel like to do that, you have to be like the best of the bunch. You have to be, you know what I mean? Like I feel like Beyonce can pull that card. I think at this point she has achieved a level of fame that is like very few people, are, and I'm not, and I am. I no, I don't. I don't need the hive coming for me. I am not a beehiver. I am. No, I am no. Representative. <laughs> the hive can come for I me. Am,
0: I don't get the Beyonce hype. I love pop stars and I love pop music, but uh, she doesn't make my favorite song. Sorry.
1: I know. I mean, I, she's not my favorite either. I kind of. I just see it from like, well, how many people have that kind of international like stardom now? And there's very few, I feel like, at that level, at that Michael Jackson kind of level. And I feel like she's the example. So I'd say, well, with that kind of elitism, I'll let you pull that card, Beyonce. I'll let you. Like, I have anything to say about it.
0: Beyonce can 100% pull that off, I think. Yeah, Beyonce for sure. I always say Daniel Radcliffe because he could just be like, I'm Harry Potter.
1: I mean, I guess I mean i i how, how long can he play that card until he you know they they tell him to put it away I mean you know? that's the
0: thing though, because Harry Potter hasn't had anything like besides the the play and everything like that, which obviously he's not involved in, but like the last right. movie came out in what like two thousand fourteen or thirteen like a very long time ago, it is still the biggest franchise out there.
1: Yeah, and and I I wonder. I mean, I agree, but then then there's all the, like the controversy with J.K. Rowling, and so mm. I wonder if there's like a hesitation of like oh, because I feel like Daniel Radcliffe is also like actively trying to do like significant things post Harry Potter, so that he doesn't just become like Macaulay Culkin, and and it's I I, I think he's gonna be in like a. A production of Sweeney Todd in New York coming out soon. So he's, like, making bold choices to, like, do more than Harry Potter, and I wonder, I don't think it's just because he's like, oh, I want to distance myself from J.K. Rowling, but I feel like I've always gotten that vibe from him is at the moment Harry Potter was over. He's like, now I have to do all these non Harry Potter things. Very you know?
0: similar to Robert Pattinson with the Twilight movies. Like I remember, yes. I still watch some of these interviews to this day because they're so funny. There's interviews where is the last uh, Twilight movie, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Oh, uh, it's bittersweet, isn't it? It's coming to an end. Maybe for the fans. He he, he just could not wait to finish those movies because Robert Pied's a phenomenal actor, but the scripts and stuff that they gave him, it's hard to work with that.
1: Well, right. And like, I haven't seen it, but then like he finally gets stuff like The Lighthouse Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, now you can like, and like people will start to forget that he's in Twilight when he's in stuff like that. Right, Good
0: Time. Have you seen that? No. Fantastic movie with him in it.
1: Okay. Um, um I feel like I've seen very few things with him in it, so other right. thing
0: I wanted to ask you, have you seen horns with Daniel Radcliffe?
1: No. Is that the one where he plays a dead body?
0: No. Um it's based on the book by Joe Hill. It's like a guy wakes up and his girlfriend's like dead beside him and he doesn't know what happened, but he has like horns growing out of his head and he can like hear oh. people's thoughts and stuff like that
1: no I haven't seen that and it, I feel like I, whenever I've probably thought of that I've also probably confused it with the movie Tusk mm-hmm. Do you know that one? oh
0: my god I just watched Tusk for the first time like three weeks ago because Julie would not shut the fuck up about it and she's like it's so good you have to see it and I was like I can't believe I paid two dollars for that
1: Oh, it looks too fucked up for me. You've never I don't, seen I don't Tusk? Sit it. No, Colin. I just I can't. I can't. Oh god. I know what happens. I can't watch someone spoiler alert turn into a walrus.
0: And get this the main character, his name is Wallace.
1: Yeah, no, I think <laughs> we're good. Yeah. And he's no, a podcaster. Yeah, no, I'm going to watch Vanderpump Rules. You win. <laughs> I'm finally going to watch it. I won't watch Taz. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, I watched it once. Never have to watch it again. Uh.
1: Um,
0: okay, so Mike's passed out asleep in the bed while everyone's getting ready to go out. They all go to Aztec, except for Mike. And um, Aztec, this this bar, uh, I can just feel how it feels inside of that club. Just the just talking about it is making me like sweat right now
1: oh i know i agree aztec like all of my senses are activated i know what it smells like i know what it feels like i i don't i don't like it oh aztec is so gross it's just like a dirty old pizza hut it's so gross Ugh. I stand by. Back it. in
0: the day when I was like nineteen, there was this bar I used to go to. I think it was called Diablo, and it was similar to this, but except it was a basement nightclub. So it was uh, even hotter because you didn't have like the breeze from the boardwalk coming in. At least they have that. Mm-hmm. It was just absolutely disgusting. You'd go there and pour sweat like a conditioned frat house or something. Oh, oh, god. god.
1: Yeah. No. Th- no. Now I think of that, I'm like fire hazard. Yeah, fire hazard. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I'm screwed. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: This is the club. This is the scene where Vinny meets this girl, Diana. Um, and this is how he describes her. Because I wrote it down here. He says she's only a five, but I know she's a sure thing. So let's hold on to that, and let's see if I can find a hotter girl. And if I can't, she's there just in case. It's you know you know
1: what's what's crazy and i feel like when when johnny and i did all, season one on all right mary this probably came up a lot because like we're watching like men just be dogs but like as gay men i i can't say that that is that that what vinnie is doing is exclusive to straight men like gay men do a variation of this all the time sometimes even more flagrantly and like certainly online and this is like something You know, when guys are on the apps where it's like you might start talking to a guy and it's like, "Eh, yeah, that could be he might be hot. But, you know, let me just see if there's anybody else who messages me. And then if if I can't close the deal with any of them, then maybe I'll hook up with this guy. So, like, I just have to name that, like what what Vinny is doing is gross, but like gays listening know that they have potentially done the same thing in their own way and. I might even be indicting myself. I feel like I might have done a variation of this and I'm not proud. And um but it's it's somehow different when you're on the apps because it's not human at all. You know what I mean? Like you're just boxes on a grid. Right. You know?
0: and that's what I was gonna say. I think it's a little different with the apps. Like I feel like everyone probably does that on apps, but to to say yeah. that after it already happened in your talking head, expecting it to be aired on TV um that this girl can see and just like the editing of the whole thing and just the way it went down how he had Dina like because here's the thing Dina's helping them out um because she she tries so hard to get Vinny and Polly to like her and to fit in with Mm -hmm. her and she's done that since she first came in you know they've always picked on her and I think they're a little bit mean to her and she and they're like no you're just sensitive Dina so she's trying to get them to like her and keep this girl just the way it all went down was wrong. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. Dina is kind of fancying herself. You know, I'm a pretty great wingman. Cause I'm going to keep this five or the six occupied. Well, Vinny's, you know, now he's talking to this, like whatever solid 10 or whatever he calls her. And like Dina, it's what she's doing this. Like basically as if she's like one of the guys, like maybe they'll like me if I'm like a really great guy friend. And it's so It is sad because it's so easy to just mock Dina as just this, like, river rat. She's (laughs) She is a tragic figure.
0: Yeah, it's – the whole thing's messed up. And also, it's not even like it stayed at the club. And I think that's what bothered me the most, this whole let's keep this girl to the side just in case. It went all the way until the Jersey Shore house because if – so he meets this girl Nikki – who, by the way, looks exactly like Ashley Leggett, who's like this Canadian actress who's been on the Family Channel and stuff like that. But anyways, he meets this girl. She tells him that she's a lesbian. um, And they go back to the Shore house. And if that girl was like, no, I'm going to come in the house with you, would he have just told Dina, okay, you have to hang out with her all night? Or would he have told her to go home?
1: Right, right. Because it was like, they get back to the house. I think Dina goes inside with this girl, Nikki, I think her name was. And then, yeah, Vinny's outside doing that dawdle of like she, – because she's like, oh, well, you know, look, th- this girl, this this lesbian, is kind of the hero of the episode because she's like, well, have a good time. Looks like you got someone to fuck. I'm not. I'm not going in with you. Like she doesn't – she has so much control over the situation. And in contrast of his talking heads being like – getting a lesbian back on the straight side. Like, I'm so glad that she is the way we see her as someone who's just like not buying it, you know? And you know, she's like, Oh, you know, you're going to have friend, you know, you're going to have fun with uh, what's her name. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know her name. Ugh. So, I mean, I guess it's just, it's so pathetic, but if she had for some reason agreed or was feeling a little by that night or was open to guys anyway, um, yeah, I feel like it, it. he wouldn't care. It'd be like, Dina, deal with Nikki. He wouldn't care what happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just hate the, like, I don't know if this is a double standard or what, but, like, Vinny decides to get on, like, uh, Dina and Snooky for getting drunk and hooking up in Italy and, like, making all of these lesbian jokes about them. But meanwhile, he's like, I'm going to be the one to turn a lesbian girl. It's just so... Ugh. I don't know. I just really hate it. And also I remember in like season three when Vinny does take a lesbian couple home and he like has a threesome Mm -hmm. with them and Ronnie's like, Vinny, what are you doing? Like these girls aren't even hot. One of them looks like Matthew McConaughey. Oh my God.
1: I mean, it's, you know, it's that of course it's like these guys where their heterosexuality is like set in stone, but any woman's like, you know variation on you know being straight is all just like someone who's straying from the pack you know what i mean so it's like it's just that i and what's so kind of like ironic about that is like the level of insecurity that they show about their own masculinity only makes them look more pathetic you know and i actually think like ronnie making jokes like because it doesn't doesn't the lesbian well, i keep calling her the lesbian dina or deanna doesn't she say at one point about like oh if i put it in vinnie's butt does that make it gay and then like ronnie's like uh, you know i don't think so i do it every night <laughs> but it's like in a way where he's like comfortable enough to make that right. joke you know what yeah. i mean like it that actually makes him seem more secure in his sexuality i guess is what i'm trying to say
0: yeah yeah the whole si- the whole thing is just like oh so that that all happens and while this happens by the way polly's girl this like random blonde girl that he has i just wanted to take a note that her, her hair is like drenched in sweat like this girl oh, looks like yeah. she just got out of the shower it's like it's really disgusting <laughs>
1: yeah and then in all their outside clothes they all climb into these beds that move closer and closer to each other season after season these beds are touching Mm -hmm. they are an l touching like it i could not believe i could not believe how close the beds were as these four people got to their canoodling
0: yeah and well all this is happening, by the way, this is the moment that reminded me of season one. Snooki is walking home drunk by herself from the club. I think she left a little earlier than the boys did, but it made me just so happy because it was very much season one vibes. Just her drunk by herself. Yeah. She has her cigarette in her hand. Like, what am I doing?
1: I agree. I was like, man, we have seen this so many times, like the derpy music while Snooki navigates her way home.
0: (laughs) I just like love the scene so much from season one where she's by herself dancing on the boardwalk with her cigarette, just going crazy, waving to everybody. She sees her ex-boyfriend.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, of course. The daytime one. Yes. And then and then I look up and I see my ex boyfriend. Oh my god, the the contrived drama. I loved it.
0: <laughs> That's my ex boyfriend who I'm still in love with. It's like what? <laughs>
1: uh, she's like telling random people watching. Yeah. Oh my god, that was that was a dark day for Snooki. Uh,
0: yeah. Just the whole uh Vinny and Polly thing. Before we just like move on from this really quick. I just want to know like where this footage is that MTV has somewhere of all of the sex that happened in the house, like, who has this footage? It's bizarre. It's strange. And honestly, I don't think I would be able to do it because you have cameras in every angle of the room pointing at you. Like, I know Nilsa Mm -hmm. from Floribama Shore has said this, like, she didn't sleep the entire first season because she's like, You know, it seems like we're drunk, it'd be easy to just fall asleep, but it's hard because you literally have cameras on the wall staring at you. And you know that there's somebody 24-7 in production outside that's, like, watching you sleep, let alone watching Mm -hmm. you have sex with, like, your friend and his girl beside you, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, there is, you know, it's as if you're, like, just sitting in public and you can feel somebody's eyes on you the entire time.
0: Yeah, So the next morning, uh, JWoww calls Roger and I'm kind of on JWoww's side for this. But the first thing that she does when he answers the phone is, where the hell have you been? I feel like I wouldn't respond well to that either.
1: No, no, this is an interesting conflict they're having because also like I'm assuming at this point. Because, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, Roger and Wow from the beginning. But at this point, they've gone through some shit, right? Like, this is, haven't things already gotten, like, abusive at this point?
0: So, they've only been together for, I'm going to say not even a year at this point. Because they filmed oh. the first season of Snooki and Wow after this.
1: Oh, because they got together in season three. That's what it was, right? And then she went to Italy. Oh, that all checks out. Okay, I was thinking this was later, because I know things get real dark with Roger later, right? Very, very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is all still just like classic... You know, uh, is this where it's like, oh, you know, where have you been? And it's like, oh, his someone took his mm-hmm. phone, and he finally got it back this morning. Yeah. So
0: last episode, we see Mike run into Roger and the friend when he was on his break from the shore store, and they were at the beach together. So he tells Jenny now that his friend accidentally took his phone, so Roger had to drive to his house to get his phone back. So Jay was like, wait, so you didn't work today? And then Roger's like, well, no, I couldn't work because I don't have a phone. And then Jenny starts doing the typical, no, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Which, Mm, you know, we all do. Right,
1: right. It's like, uh, I'm fine is like, you know, (laughs) no one is ever fine when they say I'm fine. Exactly. (laughs) It
0: it annoyed me watching this back as a 31-year-old. But when I was like 22 or whatever, exact same way I would have reacted. No, I'm fine.
1: Of course.
0: No, I'm fine. It's
1: fine. No, it's fine.
0: And then you hang up the phone like, I need a fucking cigarette now. Fuck that.
1: Right. Right. And yeah. And now like the timer has started of like, I am so angry and I'm just fuming and I can't wait until I have to talk to him again. And then I'm going to tell him why I'm angry, but I'm going to wait and fume about it. Exactly.
0: And the way she does it is just so fucking funny, too, because Snooki's asleep in the room in the pitch black and she just barges in like, you know what pisses me off? He's never taken the day off for me, but he takes the day off when he loses his phone and Snooki he's just like her eyes are closed she's
1: (laughs) oh she is so hungover because this is when when she got home from Aztec the night before she said oh I've never been this drunk before which I don't believe but she was that level of drunk yeah
0: she's the level of drunk where you sleep in your clothes that you came home in you wake up you're still drunk from the night before you're like half drunk half hungover yeah, that's where she's at. And yeah, she even has mm-hmm. like, she goes into the confessional and she's like, I need a therapist and AA meetings. Which made me
1: yeah. Not. Oh, God. She just like, th- this is where it's like, just put me into a medically induced coma and wake me in three days when I'm not hungover anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that's to me that's worse than just like waking up with a hangover when you're like still a little drunk because you know because you're still like having fun a little but you know the hangover is about to creep on in two seconds
1: (sighs) worst Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're still drunk, the hangover is just going to be that much worse. Yeah.
0: And to me, as I said, again, it's just so funny looking back because I definitely slept in the clothes that I used to wear to the club and stuff all the time. But looking back on it now, that's so gross. Like, as soon as I get home, I need to change, wash off my makeup. Like
1: yep it just i i need there to be whatever layer of my night is on me needs to be removed before i touch my bed yeah
0: you know? uh, and last episode was even grosser too because she peed herself at the club and slept in the underwear that she peed in.
1: oh you know that you're gonna get chapped thighs doing that snooki i'll tell you what
0: oh worse than that oh
1: so yeah i know gross. right like if you're lucky chapped thighs. <laughs>
0: And also in her confessional, by the way, she says in Arkansas it's dark all the time, and she wishes it was like that there. And uh, I think she meant Alaska, correct?
1: Oh, I was going to ask you—is like, so did she move to Arkansas? Like, what, what? But you know, that's maybe that's what she's talking about. In in Alaska, there is less sunlight at certain times of Cause year. Because
0: isn't sure. isn't there that movie like Thirty Days of Night?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, like, Twilight, I think, is another movie. Not Twilight. Um, I think it's called Insomnia. But it's I think it's also set up in Alaska or somewhere up there where there's, like, you know, 20 hours of daylight. So there's kind of, like, either one or the other, depending on the time of year.
0: Damn. So uh, Vinny and Polly say goodbye to their girls, whatever. I would love for one of these girls, not just these two specifically, but any of the girls to just... Do a TikTok or something. And like this yep. is my experience. And Amanda and I talked about this the last episode. Amanda's like, well, think about it. They're probably embarrassed, which. Yeah. But at the same time, it's 2022 now. The world has kind of changed a little and people are on their side. People like want to know what really mm-hmm. happened, you know.
1: Yeah, and like own the narrative. Just be like, yeah, I obviously I knew that these were Jersey Shore folks and I signed a release so that they could show my face and I thought, "Oh, cool. I'm going to meet Pauly or I'm going to meet Vinny and like um I, you know, and then, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being like, yeah, and I was down to fuck big deal. Like I think all like admitting all of that is not shameful. I think being able to say, but what I didn't expect was that I was going to be, you know, treated like this out of the other thing. I could see people in the comments being like You know, especially for like later seasons, like how could you be surprised that they might talk shit about you or that they might treat you like crap? You know who these guys are. And I do think there's some validity to that of like, I would want to hear from one of these girls from season one or season two. But now that we're talking about it by season five, it's like you at least know these guys are douchebags. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be that surprised they have shown themselves for seasons that they are not respectful, you know, and that doesn't excuse them, but that means you can't be surprised when you have mud on your hands. Cause you, you know, we're playing with pigs. Exactly.
0: You know? And also, especially Vinny and Polly, I feel like Mike, at least with, girls mike's always like the girl i had was smoking hot like yeah he'll kick her out the Mm -hmm. first thing the next day but more times than not in his talking heads he's just talking about how hot she was and how she was down Mm -hmm. for anything with him or whatever you know but polly and viddy are very like i couldn't wait to
1: get that girl out it's
0: like well you're the one that had sex. you put your penis in her
1: right right it's like i I, exactly it's it's that but you hate women you're in you're in this predicament where you are sexually attracted to women, but you otherwise do not like them and I think that's um I feel like that's more prevalent than I even want to think about,
0: yeah, toxic, disgusting masculinity i fucking hate it ugh
1: yeah it's it's sick i'll I'll say like
0: oh by ugh. the way, one thing this is like completely off the rails right now but one thing you and Johnny talked about uh, I don't know if it was on an Only Mary's episode or what it was a long time ago but you guys were talking about um, songs like We Are the Champions and stuff like that and how they're played at like sports games which are very heterosexual but that's like a gay anthem or like the YMCA or songs like that Mm -hmm. and um ever since you guys talked about that that's something I always think about with sports now I'm like it's so true like football games are like you know quote-unquote like the straightest thing
1: right right but then
0: they're all singing like we are the champions you know (laughs) so yeah yeah
1: Yeah, they're all singing along with an openly gay man in a band called Queen you know like it's Uh, And and yeah, people like in in conservative parts of the United States going to weddings and doing the YMCA. It's like this song is trying its hardest to tell you that this is about men having sex at the YMCA. It doesn't it's trying desperately to tell you that's what this song is about. And you were just ignoring it and dancing to it at a wedding.
0: Right. Exactly. Have you have you watched uh, Coming Out Colton on Netflix by any chance?
1: no i i watched the trailer but then i was like you know self-care is about what you take Mm. in and i just thought maybe another time but i am a little intrigued to say the least
0: i watched his season of the bachelor and the whole entire time Mm -hmm. i was like he is gay like i i just knew and then so you know so of course i had to watch it coming out colton but as um you know Uh, a sports fan and somebody that loves gay people. For me, it was a great show to watch because he talked Mm -hmm. with, um, Michael Sam, who was in the draft at the same time as him. And, you know, he's an NFL Mm -hmm. player that at the time he brought his boyfriend to the draft and he got a lot of shit. And, uh, you know, Colton just talks about how he literally felt like he was going to be in the closet his whole entire life because he was a football player and, you know, you can't be gay. And, uh, yeah, yeah it was just I, I liked it it was good and uh oh i I like him I'm like rooting for him you know his family's like super conservative like when he he came out to his dad on camera and then his dad had a lot to say about it and yeah
1: well, maybe I'll give it a chance I think it's like when he came out when that all came out it was kind of like no there, there, I think about gay men there was this kind of feeling of like no you don't get to now be you don't get to just pull the Beyonce card and just get to be you know it it felt a little bit like someone was pulling the Beyonce card it's like no get in line you don't get to be the representative now you know we're like there was just a bitterness and I think some of it was also that like to be honest for a lot of gay men it was probably like an unagnosed probably wouldn't want to admit to this but like subconsciously there's also something about Colton where he was yeah, you could tell he was gay on The Bachelor, but is otherwise, as gay men would say, straight acting, and he's good at sports, he's an athlete, he's, you know, classically good-looking, he's got a great body, all of that, and so, like, in terms of currency among among gay men, Colton is rich, you know? Like, there's a lot of gay men who desire exactly what Colton is, a straight-acting athlete with a good body, and so I think for a lot of guys, it was like not wanting to admit that, like, no, in certain circles he could certainly pull the Beyonce card because he's got the credentials that y'all have been validating as like the most important so it's a it's a complicated situation with Colton yeah
0: it definitely is It's just for me I would love to see more um like I guess acceptance of gay men in the sports world and like
1: the vast number of like football fans in the U.S. who would just are so horrified by it. And I wonder in some cases if what these guys are having to navigate is not issues among their own teammates, but among the audience and among how the team is received on social media and press and whatnot. And like having to factor in like, That bullshit like I'd hate to have to factor in like oh I can't come out because some fat piece of shit in the Midwest is not going to watch the NFL anymore because of me you know what I mean and like I'd hate to have to care about that.
0: I know it's crazy because you know like if especially like with these football players like they know that they're going to be an athlete like a professional athlete from the time they're in high school like from there in fucking high school they have people that are like paying them about like which college they're gonna recruit to or anything mm-hmm. like it's fucking insane the amount of pressure that they must have on them um and yeah i mean obviously coming out as like a theater kid is uh, gotta be a lot easier than coming out as like a yeah. fucking football player but
1: coming out as a theater kid is redundant <laughs> <laughs> like you're a it's theater like, kid, as, a, it's like as a theater
0: kid you almost have to like come out as straight yes
1: exactly you are you're presumed gay until proven heterosexual like
0: I always think of uh, Amanda's ex-husband Brad it's like Mm -hmm. oh he got all the girls because he was like good at theater but he was like straight you know
1: yeah right I mean it's true if you're like you know uh, even beyond like you know good looking is one thing but I feel like yeah if you're like a good actor and you're straight and like you've got that kind of like that energy Pick of the litter, which I shouldn't say that. That's such a Paul Vinny thing to say, pick of the litter. I just mean, that's so awful. I take that back. I just mean, like, you know, all the gays are going to be after you as well, you know? Yeah,
0: hell yeah. It's like uh, Amanda always says, if you have a son and you, like, want him to get girls, make him be a dancer. Because, like, girls will Uh be all over that.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Like, you're really not recognizing that, like okay, you put your kid into football or baseball or whatever, and he's just hanging out with guys all the time and showering with guys all the time. And I'm in this, mm-hmm. you know, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, you want your like son to meet more girls? Put him in a dance class.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the, the, the gay uh, athlete thing is very much Nate Jacobs. Now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like the, the whole read with him on Euphoria is like, but is he actually gay? You know, is that the challenge? Is that the thing here? And uh yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't mind it. Season three of Euphoria that, you know, in, in, in 10 years when it comes back, I wouldn't mind Nate. I mean, he's a monster, but, like, be a gay monster. but
0: that's why I fucking love that show because there's so much more to his character than just him being a douchey quarterback. Like, we get to see the depth of, like, you know, what happened to him in his childhood and stuff. But, like, man, do I think that he got snubbed for that Emmy? I will never get over that. Like, I... Or, sorry, the nomination. I definitely think that he should have been nominated for something because, for me... When an actor is so good as a bad guy that people like hate you, like just hate seeing your face, then you did a good job.
1: Hmm. And I feel like, you know, with that role, it's also like it. it's interesting when you can see like the difference between who the actor is and the character. Because I think there's also that is like it's hard to realize how much of a transformation this is from the actor to the character of Nate because he does it kind of. So seamlessly that you you think he's not
0: acting. Mm-hmm. And he he changes his accent and everything. He's an Aussie. Boy. Right,
1: exactly. That's how different it is. It's so it, it that I was very impressed by was just how much he is not like typecast as all American football guy. Exactly.
0: And also I love um like I would have never known he was Australian if I just if I never knew, if I never like saw him in interviews and stuff, but you know. Like the show Animal Kingdom, I'm really into. Uh, there's the one uh-huh. main character. He's like British in real life. And he he does a really good job, obviously, at the American accent. But once in a while, he'll say something where like the you can just mm-hmm. hear the Brit through it. And it kind of like will ruin the scene a little for you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Have you seen that show, by the way? Ellen Barkin is. Is that her name? Barkin? She's in it. Yeah, yeah Ellen yeah.
1: Barkin. I've heard of it, and I remember when the movie version came out, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. either the movie or the I, show.
0: I heard the movie is, like, horrible. I haven't even tried to watch it, but
1: I'm oh, obsessed yeah, yeah. with the show. Um, oh. I'll put it it's, on my list. I mean, I blew through the bear, man, so I got Vanderpump time. Vanderpump
0: Rules, though, before anything.
1: <laughs> I'll start with it, but first things first, Vanderpump first Rules. First yeah.
0: Okay, so back to the show. I'm so sorry. I'm like... Oh getting my gosh. Show off track. Uh, <laughs> no, no.
1: It's, you know, this show is light on drama, so we had to add a little meat on the phone. Of bones, course. So, <laughs> this episode, anyway.
0: Roger calls Jay Wow now. They're supposed to, I guess, have this date. He tells her that he's a little bit late leaving work and he won't make it to the shore till around five. And she goes, well, I have to be back by six 30. I'm assuming she has to go to work at the shore store. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roger's like, well, okay. Do you want to reschedule for another day then? And then Jenny's like, I mean, if that's how it's going to be. And I love this saying that he gave her, by the way, he's like, I don't know. It's always gloom and doom with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And it's like, and I, I kind of see Roger's point of view where it's like, Okay, well, then it it sounds like that's not going to be enough time for us to... Ooh, my phone's ringing. Let me just pause that. Um, You know, it sounds like, you know, it's not going to be enough time for us to to do dinner, so maybe tomorrow. And it's like, that's what you want. It's like, well, no, it sounds like that's what you want, you know? Like, it's just... uh, Yeah, I'm a little bit Team Roger right now.
0: Yeah, I am with this fight. I mean listen like the way he handles it later at the gym with the boys i didn't appreciate so much uh right but you know men are men i guess but like uh yeah i agree because he was like no i'm on my way but like if you'd rather just do another day you know i i would have done right. the same thing like oh well i gotta be back at six thirty. i would have asked the same thing okay then do you want to reschedule or do you still want me to come yeah
1: This is Jenny just wanting to have a fight without initiating the fight. You know what I mean? Yes.
0: And there was one thing. I don't know if you caught this, but she goes on this huge thing where she's like, when I first got here, I asked you to come to the beach with me and you said you weren't ready. Did you catch that? I was like, did he mean like his body wasn't ready?
1: Oh, I guess I didn't. But that's that's so weird that you weren't ready.
0: Just the way she says it. And then she goes, and then you were on the beach with your friend. So I automatically thought like, oh, was his body not camera ready? Because he knew if he was going to go on the beach with Jenny, they would have been filmed.
1: Right. Oh, that's probably what it is. Like you weren't like I wanted to go to the beach, but you weren't ready to go because Roger's prep would be all of this like vanity of like, you know, pumping up and oiling up and all that bullshit because
0: yeah, roger is definitely into his looks
1: right right that's probably what it is
0: which i mean for me like being on the beach have being filmed is different than just like being there with your friend and having a couple people recognize you
1: right right i mean there is. I, I can't say that if I knew I was going to be on camera, I wouldn't want to make sure I look good. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't know. But yeah, she keeps doing that whole thing. And then she's like, she freaks out on him. Like, you can't come. That's on you. She hangs up on him. And then she tells Sammy and Dina, who are sitting there listening, and she goes, he canceled again. And it's like, he actually didn't cancel on you, though. You pretty much just told him not to come.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> This is not the sensible Wow I know from the
0: <laughs> Women are uh, unreasonable to say the least. Yeah, well. Because, <laughs> you know, most of the time for their fights, I am on Jenny's side. But this is one where it's just like, come on, Jenny. Just.
1: Yeah. Just. Yeah. I don't even know if you know what you're mad at at this point. Hang
0: out with him for an hour and a half. Have dinner with him. Have a quick smush. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got to do.
1: Right, right. Like, you could go two doors over to, you know, eat something on the boardwalk. Like, this is Well, not you know hard.
0: Jersey, so she's in Seaside and he's in Tom's River, which is literally Seaside.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, if anything, I, I love the idea of canceled plans. Mm-hmm. So if Roger said to me, oh, should we just reschedule? I'm like, yes! I don't have to go out? That sounds amazing. <laughs> so I guess... Like, even if he was just down the street, it'd be like, No, we should cancel. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nope. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. We'll reschedule till another yeah. day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah.
0: Uh so after that, Dina, Snooky, and Polly all go to work. Uh, the girls take off, they go to a bar, and this is where we first get Polly's second stalker throughout the series, Vanessa. Uh mm. Do you know anything about this girl?
1: <laughs> I don't, but it, it, you know, in comparison to the girl from season one, it's interesting how, like, I don't know, you know, who knows what was her name? Danielle, mm-hmm. Daniela, Danielle. Um, was such a sort of so it felt different. It all just felt like a very different character versus this girl, Vanessa, is so clear, clearly a rabid fan. She has the Italian airbrushed, you know, hat, she has the shirt that says Cabs are Here, like it's a it's a whole new brand of stalker. It's a season five stalker versus the season one stalker right you know, but that's all i I don't know anything else other than that
0: right yeah, this is clearly a girl who's a fan of the show had specifically gone there to see the cast of the show, whereas Danielle from season one was actually hanging out and like quote unquote dating Polly, if you will um okay, right. so this girl. First of all, she's on season one of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. She goes to Miami to see Pauly, uh DJ there. And he like, it's this whole thing where he comes to this like wow. realization of like, she's not a stalker. She's my number one fan. She's a supporter. I love her. Uh, which like, oh, don't even goodness. get me started on that. But this girl was right. on that TLC show, My Strange Addiction. Are you familiar with the really? show? Really?
1: I'm I've heard of it. I know about the like the one who eats like the couch cushions. Right. Yeah. So
0: same show. This girl was on it and her addiction was meeting celebrities or like following celebrities. So it's not strictly Polly that she's obsessed with. She's just obsessed with celebrity mm-hmm. stalking in general. And she on the show, her, her scene is on YouTube, by the way, so anyone can just watch it for free. But she grabs boxes of like Polaroid pictures of her with like celebrities anywhere from like politicians to like, you know, reality mm-hmm. stars and everyone in between and like she just runs the streets of New York and meets them. It seems like she still lives in New York City, so to go to Seaside Heights, it's literally only one bus away.
1: It's not it's not a big deal. And, you know, yeah, it's I mean that's that obviously gives a lot of context and this is somebody who is, you know, working the reality TV circuit as well. You know, I mean, that's that makes perfect sense of, like, I've been on My Strange Addiction. I'm going to go follow these celebrities on this reality show. Like, that all checks out.
0: Exactly. So they're making it seem like this girl has been, like, staring at Polly for days and stuff. And, like, I'm sure she has. But if she's from, like, Manhattan, and she just took a bus into Jersey, like, you yeah. know, it's nothing for her. It's not, like... Yeah, she's fine. She's not this crazy, yeah. you know, she's not going to hurt him. She's literally just a fan.
1: <laughs> right. And and she's not the only person that we see watching them, you know, and taking pictures and like standing around while they're doing things. I mean, look at the line of people in the Shore store getting T-shirts printed. Season one. Not ungod. There was nobody in that store ever. Now they've got a line wrapped around the racks for people to get t-shirts made. So like this girl is just one of those people basically.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I feel bad for her, but at the same time like she fucking loves it. Um
1: Well, yeah, of course. She's not a victim here. She's she's it's her addiction. She loves exactly.
0: it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the first time we see her uh, meanwhile Danny goes to find the meatballs he finds them in a bar they run away from him they're like hiding under tables he eventually gets them back to the shore uh, to the shore store and this, when they're back there this random girl comes up to Snooki and she's like what's your favorite place to go get a drink on the boardwalk will you take me there and Snooki grabs Dina she's like of course we'll take you so they leave Polly again at the shore store by himself with danny and danny is pissed he's like tell your roommates they're gonna be in trouble i danny's upset
1: <laughs> yeah and they they go to like whatever you know daytime bar that they're at and this is where you really see like they the two of them and this like bride-to-be or whatever this bachelorette they met are just doing that awful you know um Jersey Shore dancing, mm-hmm. day dancing, and you can see the crowds of people with their cameras and the security guards holding them back. This is such a set piece. It's like, they, it. it's so, like, it, it took me out of it a little bit, like, the level at which this can't happen organically.
0: Yeah, exactly. And actually, it's funny that you say all that because... I'm not in this episode, but I was at the Jersey Shore when they were filming this episode for sure.
1: Wow. The ver- you could have been Vanessa. I could
0: have been Vanessa. Oh my God. Imagine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yo, what's your name? What's your name? Justine. Oh, hey, Justine. <laughs> Come talk to Paulie. Never Pauly. met the
0: stalker. <laughs> Never met somebody as stalker. It's just my life as Justine. <laughs> <laughs> what a story that would have been to tell! Oh my god,
1: that'd be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so
0: back at the house, JWow's there. Whatever, Mike's sleeping again. Like you said, Ron and Sam are nowhere to be found. JWow doesn't want to yeah. be stuck with Mike when he wakes up, so she leaves the house with Vinnie and Polly. She eventually meets up with dina and Snooky, and, uh, and yeah, we see Polly still quote unquote getting stalked by Vanessa, but. Literally, like you said, there's a hundred other people around them, Mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, she just so happens to be the one person they decided to point out and essentially make fun of.
1: Right, right, because they're, like, they're hanging out with some couple from Brooklyn, and then they invite Vanessa over to, like, you know, uh, yeah, basically just kind of humiliate her. And it's, it's so, like, they... It's such an it's like a, a counter example or a similar example to what we were seeing at Aztec with with Nikki and Deanna and all that, where it's like this girl is just an object for them to like riff on and make a scene out of. You know what I mean? Like she's not a human being to them.
0: Right. But it's funny, though, because in the moment when he calls her over, it seems like he's being nice to her. He's like, so, uh yeah, he's mm-hmm. crazy, isn't he? I got to live with him. Like being like the charming, funny Pauly D that he is. But then Mm -hmm. through the editing and the talking heads, it's like, no, he's really making fun of her. But I could see how she's like, oh, my God, Polly's so nice to me, like, in the moment, you know?
1: Right. And there's also, like, because I, yeah, those moments felt like when he's like, oh, man, he's funny, right? Like, I got to live with him. It's such, like, small talk that I could also see it being like, well, now what do I say? You know what I mean? Like, there could also, like, they could edit it to be looking really nasty where really he was just like, I don't know what to say to this girl. Like, yeah. We have nothing in common, and she's wearing a T-shirt with one of my catchphrases on it. Like, this is weird, you know? The
0: worst one, too. Cabs are here. Yeah, oh,
1: my God. Cabs are here. Like, give me a yeah, buddy tank top. (laughs) Come on.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Poor Vanessa. So that all happens. The next day, Sam and Ron just magically appear the next morning. Whatever. They're just there when Dina wakes up and polly tells dina that danny is pissed and ronnie's like you should apologize to him because that's what a decent person would do so dina calls danny and apologizes and he's still upset but you know she acts like she's gonna get fired she's like i don't want to lose this job it's like right beside the house it's perfect summer job it's like come on you're not gonna get fired
1: yeah, and I love when she's like, I'd be crazy to like lose this job. Like, it, it's so perfect. It's like, if you lose this job, you have to leave the house. So we also, what happened to Angelina? Like, you, it, if you, it, it's not, a, it's, she's talking about it as if one is not connected to the other. You know what I mean? We're like, this job is just so convenient. It's just so close to my house. It's like, yeah, that's the stipulation. You work there and you live in that house. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh J-Well finds a pretzel in her makeup. Which made me laugh, which I never had. But one time I did have half of a Dorito in my nail, which is interesting.
1: In your nail? Yeah, so
0: I got my fake nails, like, taken off. And uh, Mm -hmm. when they took it off, there was, like, a little bit of a Dorito, like, in between, I guess, my real nail and my fake nail. Uh, Wow, a little snack. So there's a tip for everybody don't just keep getting fills every once in a while you got to get it completely redone because that probably wasn't good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so now we have a sunday dinner scene and mike's you know talking about his brother and dina's sister and this is where he drops the bomb that his brother was in the nine-year relationship which is absolutely insane um and yeah he's just making jokes like Dina you're gonna be my sister-in-law which is funny
1: oh yeah yeah and and he's uh, the one talking head he had where he's like I just think it's so funny how I'm like going along with this and it's like oh Mike like you are your own audience right now like He just there was something sad about him saying that where he was like, I just think it's really funny how I'm doing this bit with Dina. And it's like, well, at least you're doing something this episode. Well, I'm
0: also wondering if Mike knew his brother was gay at this point and that Joni was just like a cover up or, you know.
1: Right. Because, you know, honestly, the phone calls that he has with the unit and then obviously even the one he has with Joni you you can almost sense that like Mike is doing something like he's talking in a certain way where he's trying to kind of create a scene and that like the context of like what if Mike already knew his brother was gay and this was all an act kind of fits what he's doing
0: yeah because I don't know I just feel like there is more to the situation no pun intended than what we see mm. because when Mike and his two brothers were on Marriage Boot Camp Family Edition, which Amanda and Jody recapped those episodes, that's one thing mm-hmm. that Frank kept saying. He's like, they're against me because I'm gay and like they don't want to say that they are, but I know they are. So I wonder if there's like something about that going on that we're not seeing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, um I I guess I guess Mike and Dina will not be brother and sister-in-law. No. And
0: also Mike and Frank don't talk anymore because (gasps) uh, there was this whole situation recently where Frank showed up at Mike's house uninvited and like rang the doorbell off the hook in the middle of the night. And Mike called the cops on him. It was like on TMZ. And Mike claims that he's like a drug addict now. And there's a lot of darkness between those three brothers.
1: Yeah, that I mean, when are we gonna get that like Hulu documentary? L- Listen, you know? Mike
0: before he went to prison, he was like, I'm gonna write a book in there, I'm gonna write a memoir. And I'm like, i I'm always down for a prison memoir. Come on, orange is Absolutely. the new black. I'm down. And it just yeah, it just never yeah. happened. So I'm wondering if it's because they're still filming Family Vacation, if like M T V won't let him release anything yet. Uh but right. fuck I I'm hoping that he did write something or he's going to I, w- I would love to know
1: yeah tan is the new orange <laughs> I mean that's what I would call it
0: <laughs> uh and by the way I don't know why I wrote this but so I don't like why does Mike look hot in this scene with his backwards hat
1: oh I, there are times where I uh, yes especially when Mike has a tank top and a oh. backwards hat I am like anything you want and if there's sweatpants on it's over. yes it's over yes
0: the s- sweatpants and a backwards hat Ugh, i can't I, kryptonite yes
1: yeah and he's from new jersey <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's kind of sexy ugly oh yeah like i'm in heaven
0: ugh. original seasons mike those abs like i can't ugh. i can't just uh,
1: i just that those abs and that old man face it's just such a turn on
0: yeah I'm into it, too. I'm not so much into Big Daddy sitch, but, like, original the situation. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, original situation, yeah. I feel like now he, he almost looks like he's had, like, a lot of Botox.
0: Yeah, too much Botox. Too much. Yeah. Um, so next scene, we see Vinny and Polly go to the gym together, and they see Roger. Roger comes up. He's like, Jenny's flipping, dude. If she thinks I'm going to call her,
1: she's wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to kiss in her ass when she's going to talk to me. Like she's a 15 year old. And like, the thing is like the content of what he might, the the idea of what he's saying of like the way that she, like if he had said the way that she was talking to me was really disrespectful. And I'm just, I don't feel that I have anything to apologize for right now. So that's not the conversation we're going to have. You know I mean? I'm, I'm obviously putting a real kind of like reasonable spin on what, what he could be saying, but like, in in that context, I could understand Roger being like, I don't want to deal with Jenny right now because the way that she's talking to me, this isn't productive. That's a healthy point of view. But the hateful way that he's talking about her with them is just another, like, oh, God. You guys just hate women. You really do. I can feel it. <laughs> like, that's how it all reads. I don't know. It's like I... I, like, can't not smell the toxicity, you know?
0: I know. It's just so... And just the fact that they had to throw in Vinny's talking head where he's like, I'm on Roger's side because, you know, Jenny complains a lot. It's like, why did why did you even have to show that?
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's... um, Oh, God. They really... Vinny, he's just the worst. He's, he's just he's the worst. He's the
0: worst. However, I will say of, like, currently what the cast looks like i feel like vinny's aged the best and i Mm -hmm. feel like he looks the best like currently like he's got a body you know and uh Mm -hmm. he's not botox head to toe which
1: yeah i mean like uh, you know someone and in in different ways ronnie paulie and mike are looks that don't age well right you know So, whereas when it all started, like Vinny kind of started this show with a baby face. And so like that's more likely going to age well over the years.
0: Yeah, exactly. And by the way, this gym day was 100% the day I was at the Jersey Shore for the first time. I was across the street when Vinny and Polly came home from the gym. And I still have the pictures. I'm going to post them on the Instagram at Shore Store Pod. but. Mm -hmm. I was standing across the street with my mom filming, hoping that somebody would come home. (laughs) stalker. Stalker with like, you know, the 50 other people that were there. And uh, because there was one escalate and I was like, no, they have two escalates. And we waited like half hour and then they came home and saw them and I have the pictures and it 100% was this day. We also this day saw, because we did like that, like trolley ride, over the boardwalk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we saw Ron and yep. Sam on the upstairs talking. But yeah.
1: So so at least they were... Were they being filmed or were they just having... Uh,
0: I don't think there was a cameraman there.
1: Yeah. They must have just had the weekend off.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. But yeah. Like I said, to go from uh, you know New York City to New Jersey. That's what my mom and I did. We took a tra- uh, train jesus christ a bus from grand central station was like an hour it was like ten dollars or something so
1: it's really not a big deal yeah it's super easy. maybe
0: vanessa was on the same bus as me and i just didn't know who she was back then oh my
1: god (laughs) like flashback and she's like literally like four different interactions with with her during the trip and you didn't even realize (laughs) you know
0: I wish <laughs> I should uh, reach out to her and see if she'll come on the podcast and tell me her, her you behind should. the scenes stories.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, that's just kind of where the episode ends. They come home from the gym and Vinny tells Jenny what Roger said. And Jenny, you know, all of a sudden feels bad and she's going to call Roger to apologize. And that's where the episode ends.
1: Yeah. You, you know, it's the credit start. You get that Sally and Selsano mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh shit. As soon as I see Sally in, I know that we're heading home. And I mean, the meatiest part of the episode, as per usual, they do this on Housewives. They do this on Jersey Shore. The meatiest part is while the credits are rolling on the screen.
0: exactly. The, yeah. Gotta love the reality TV cliffhangers, right?
1: Yeah. That it's not about giving you a full story this episode. It's making you watch the next episode. Exactly. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Well, what a fun little revisit to, uh, you know what this this case. What a fun
0: housewives <laughs> episode while we kind of talked about Jersey Shore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would say we had a really good Housewives discussion and we did what we had to do to cover Jersey Shore. Exactly. Yeah. Do
0: you have any final thoughts about anything we talked about at all?
1: No, I you know, I think honestly, you really answered so many questions for me just in the context of like they literally just came from italy and now they're filming this and like indeed they are burned out and it's it is not as fun as like season one but from a different lens if you like really love jersey shore i think this is a really interesting season to watch them have to keep doing what they showed up season one like geared up to do you know what i mean like we we all especially as we get older we all know that this has to get old after a while and so it's kind of fun to see it getting old for them. It's almost validating. <laughs>
0: exactly. I mean, until today where they're still doing family vacation and they're like in their late 30s, early 40s at this point, And they're right. still trying to like trek on and do it where it's like kind of dark at this point to see Snooki get belligerent drunk like that. And yeah.
1: Mm, that is, that's that's interesting. Well, we'll have to do a family vacation episode. Continue the, the journey of, of, Recapping Jersey Shore throughout the season.
0: Let's do it. And also, if you ever watch All-Star Shore, I would love to hear your thoughts on that because...
1: Oh. Well, maybe if there's a certain episode that you would highly recommend, uh, you know, that that's always... I feel like that's always helpful when somebody recommends something and it's a show, they're like, start with episode this or start with season this or watch this clip because there's like so much to watch now. It's like... You have to get competitive about it where it's like, no, 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 just watch this clip. Uh, you know what I mean? And so I feel like if there is a clip or an episode that you like think is a shining I moment, mean, that I would, would definitely say
0: the drag contest when Vanjie's like, OK, all the dudes are going to do drag and I'm going to show you how it's done. And he's like explaining to them, OK, you got to go to the bathroom now because once you're in, uh-huh. you're not going to be able to go. And then the, yeah. one, the one guy, Portro, he's like, wait, this is like a whole process, isn't it? And Vanjie's like, oh, they don't even know the half of it. Like, I'm not even going to tell them because they won't want to do it.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and do any of them talk?
0: Yeah, he explains to them about the talking. <laughs>
1: Oh, God! I would never want to talk when you like the the full talk the full your balls go inside of you. It just makes me nauseous,
0: oh uh, yeah, it seems like uh, a lot of fucking work like I give drag yeah. queens all of the props in the world because it's a lot,
1: yeah, I wouldn't do it. I'll tell you that, or if I did, I just wear like a really big house coat and you you wouldn't know what was going on down there. <laughs> so (laughs) there you go
0: yeah I love Vanjie he definitely knows how to be a reality star he definitely Mm -hmm. knows how to give the moments when the moments are needed and uh yep yeah it's interesting to see him on a shore show with like you know Angelina and then all these people from like Geordie Shore and uh Rio Shore and Acapulco Shore and stuff like that and then You know, there's a couple people from, like, Love is Blind and stuff like that on there, too. But it's just so funny to see. He's just so over the top. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, like, if I were friends with him, I would be, like, okay. But if I wasn't friends with him, I'd be afraid of him. Because he's he's very, seems very intimidating.
1: A, A very intense energy. But it is, I think it's really interesting, like, drag race contestants crossing over into other... Viacom owns uh properties because it is in some ways totally different types of reality stars. I think they're drag queens. They come in with a level of personality and a level of performance that you might not get from like an Angelina who had to kind of learn over the years how to be on TV, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting and it's good. Like it's a good I don't know. If you just want like a quick binge of, like, not yeah. having to think or anything. It's it's fun. And, you know, there's so many people from all over the world. It's, like, the the different accents. To me, that's mm-hmm. fun. Like, Joey Essex. Or, like, yeah. It's just fun.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, the, like, the, the British ones. I feel like that's a whole world that is the... Is it... What's it called? Geordie. Uh, es- Essex Shore? Geordie Shore? Oh, Geordie jo- okay, Shore. Okay, the Geordie
0: yeah. Shore accents are insane. Like, what the fuck? My fucking partner's drinking yeah. a fucking glass of wine right now. It's
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's like a whole, it almost, they, they all have a level of like Dorinda medley a few drinks. Yes, in, you know? and, and yeah, it's just yeah. cool
0: because it's streaming, so it's not on cable, so they don't have to like, you know, censor things that the way they, nor- they normally would, so.
1: Right, yeah. right. Oh. All right, well, okay. All-Star Shore, Vanderpump Season 2.
0: Oh, Vanderpump. All if, the way. Okay. All the way. Okay. All right. Just, All-Star just Shore sure. can just wait.
1: Sure. She can wait. All right. I just wanted to make sure I understood the hierarchy. You
0: You need to know about Jax Taylor. Like, you need okay. to... Oh, He's just... He's reality TV gold. And Kristen Doty. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hear about your Vanderpump obsession soon.
1: It's going to happen when these, when it happens, then it like, then that's it. And then I'm hooked. So, uh, it'll happen. I hope so. I can feel it. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Well, Colin, thank you so much for doing this with me. Oh my God. I can't thank you enough. I had so much fun. Of course. Is there anything you, of course I love doing this. Anything you want to plug or anything before we say bye?
1: Sure. I mean, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't plug. You could also hear me on All Right, Mary, talking about drag race, or you could hear me on Best Supporting Podcast, currently talking about Grey's Anatomy episodes, and then on Patreon, recovering season one of Smash, which has been a wild run. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore. I feel like otherwise that covers it.
0: And also in the details, a celebration of nuance. <gasps> oh, of Your course. Rony I gotta bring her episode back. Was fucking amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. That was, it was so much fun. And I, I want to get back on the saddle with that one. My, I'm, I'm finishing up this consulting gig right now. So I want to put that energy into, um, cause I want to do another similar episode on the season one Beverly Hills limo. Oh my
0: God. He treated you like a second wife. (laughs)
1: Like a second fucking wife. You're a liar and sick and an alcoholic. That's right. Now I said it. Oh, jeez. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, but anyway, so stay tuned for that.
0: Stay tuned, everybody. If you don't already, go follow Colin. And also your All Right Mary Patreon, your Jersey Shore Season 1. Yeah. I know you already mentioned it, but everybody go sign up for the All Right Mary Patreon because it is worth it. And I love listening to your guys just like banter about random stuff it's I loved your like barbershop conversation the other day
1: oh thank you yeah those are fun where it's like it's so unplanned it's just like whatever comes out you know
0: I I love listening to you I love listening to you talk so anything you do I'm always like
1: "Eh." (laughs) I'll hit play on him oh well thank you I appreciate that that means a lot and uh and I love coming to be on the shore store so thanks for having me back
0: anytime anytime Well, I guess that's it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cabs are here. (laughs) The
0: cabs are here. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye.
1: Bye.